Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. We have a bunch of bonus episodes just for $5 a month. You can get all of that content and help support us over here as we rent stuff. But of course, no main content is locked behind that. But let's let's get into today's episode. It's Tuesday. It's, ba- it's still Sylvester Stallone. We're in the middle of Stallone month. So let's get into some good stuff with Cobra 1986, directed by George P. Cosmatos. Um, well, kind of. Uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, we should probably set up the stage of what he's been doing in between. Okay, Nighthawks. before we get into this, yeah. Yeah, so uh, where we last left off, you know, he just did Nighthawks. So he still was kind of looking for his uh, next big hit, but I I think old habits die hard. And what does he do? He uh, hits that break in case of emergency (laughs) glass and Mm -hmm. breaks out Rocky three, like the fall, the following year from Nighthawks Mm -hmm. where he directed that one. And then that very same year, he creates an original character that he finds even more footing into Hollywood, which is Rambo. Oh, yeah. And Rambo was a national icon just as much as Rocky was. So, like, Stallone created two, like, essential Hollywood characters. Yeah, well, I mean, Rocky was an original IP, but uh, mm-hmm. Rambo yeah. was actually based off of a book. So, uh, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, he didn't create it, but he did bring it to life. And then I did, I do think he did kind of turn it into his own because... Rambo is more so I, I mean the first Rambo I think is really good it's uh mm. and it's a lot of personal reflection about like PTSD and how this one soldier has been effective and basically how America took a lot of Vietnam soldiers and just threw them to the side of the road or whatever because yep. they didn't because of the stigma attached to that war so it, it was a much different time back then and uh it you know it but it was a huge hit and it did spawn its own franchise um and then after that uh he made the brilliant decision of hey what's what's the movie that needed a sequel the most <laughs> um hmm, the one where john travolta dances exactly i i, oh. I everyone was like saturday night fever ends on a cliffhanger how can i i gotta know what happens next uh-huh and then and, uh <laughs> staying alive right <laughs> the sequel staying to, alive you know, which i believe is like i i let me look at it really quickly oh yeah zero percent on rotten tomatoes on uh, multiple golden Razzie awards I mean, that is a hugely unpopular movie yeah he didn't he he only directed that movie so he's not starring he's not on screen at any point or anything in this movie but mm-hmm. i can't stress enough though how significant that movie i mean what a big star like john travolta is now like that pretty much killed john travolta's career for like yeah 10 years would you say almost i mean yeah. he had like he had a couple of modest hits with like look who's talking but like mm-hmm. as a major star it was like done yeah, I mean, people don't they say that Pulp Fiction is what's resuscitated him back to stardom? Uh, 
because I mean, yeah, I mean, you that was a starring role. It made money. It, it made a lot of money. I'm looking at it now, but it just looked like everybody who saw it knew it was a mistake that they bought a ticket to it. Yeah. So made another mistake. Also decided he wanted to be, <laughs> he wanted to do a comedy with Dolly Parton called <laughs> Rhinestone. And because what's the one thing you want from Sylvester Sloan? And it's of course him as a country music star. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, didn't uh, that one didn't really pan out as well, but uh, you know, he directs rock. Uh, sorry. He direct, he does direct Rocky four, which ended mm-hmm. up being one of the highest grossing movies of the 1980s. So monster hit probably one of the most, 80s movies to ever exist yeah i love that movie to death but it is so over the top it is oh over the top but not yet oh yeah sorry i didn't mean to reference that yet (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's so i mean he's definitely like i i would say like that one and then the very same year he also comes up with rambo 2 which is more in line of what people remember of the rambo character yeah also rambo first blood part two please oh yes (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah uh no and that's like hyper violent like when people parody rambo like i think of weird al and uhf uh that's that's exactly what the rambo they are parodying it's almost like it is like a parody of the first movie almost because i mean yeah like the like i said like the first movie like rambo he doesn't he kills out of necessity he's not doing it because he's like this killing machine that just wants to kill and murder all these people he they're mm-hmm. putting him in this difficult position where he has to do this choice for like yeah. his, and uh and then in the sequel it's like okay killing machine just go to town and just yeah killing all those people out but, there but seriously i mean it's not yet but it's not till rambo 3 where i like it would be a parody but then rambo 3 exists and that that's even more so yeah and uh kind of like this one um george cosmatos uh directed that one mm-hmm. allegedly question mark uh, yeah. quotations whatever you want to say um and it's very heavily rumored that Sylvester Stallone directed that movie. Yeah. And then that brings us in the Cobra, right? That yep. brings us into today's movie. And I th- I did read that it is pretty much rumored that Sylvester Stallone pinned George to come back as director for this one because he knew he could control him. It is official that <laughs> Sylvester Stallone gave him shot lists the night before so he could focus on acting. So he was just there to get the shots and everything down. Yeah, I was kind of trying to read like interviews of people that worked with him. And I mean, there was like, there was like an article. It's like, oh, George Cosmato is like one of the greatest directors ever. And I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I just, it, I find it a little hard to believe because especially with his name being attached to, because this is not the, this is the second time now. And then there's a much later time, like I mentioned on the previous episode where supposedly like Kurt Russell pretty much had to direct like that whole movie and didn't take yeah uh didn't take any of the credit for it but it was pretty much the same deal where Kurt Russell was um laying out like shots like of what the movie should look like and then George Cosmatos had pretty much just just relegate you know, like just kind of like do that mm-hmm. shot right you know so it yeah a, a lot that seems to be the case but 
I think it's pretty clear. I mean, looking at this um, list of like what Sylvester Stallone has done up until Cobra, I mean, he's pretty much had a hand in almost every single one of those movies, like either as a writer or a director or both. Yeah, that that is very true. He's a man who uh, likes control over what he does. Control over his image in a way, I would think. Yeah, and I think that's what um, kind of ha- happened on this movie as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this is another movie. I feel like we've been doing these Sylvester Stallone movies other than me. Well, no, because I was going to say other than Flatbush, but Flatbush had the Richard Gere incident. So, I mean, I feel like all of his movies have some drama tied to them. They all have like some inner workings extra story. Because, I mean, this one, Sylvester Stallone was originally supposed to be um, in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He was supposed to be the main character. And he rewrote that script to not make it funny. It wasn't funny anymore. And they were like, no, what are you doing? And they completely cut him off of that movie. And that's how we got the Cobra, pretty much. I read, too, I don't know if you read this, that he wanted to change the name. So in this movie, his name is Cobretti. Like, that's his last name. He wanted to be called Beverly Hills Cop. He wanted to be called Axel Cobretti. Like, that was, like, his (laughs) thing. But... It's crazy to think like there could have been a universe where he was in Beverly Hills Cop and like Mm. this is his answer, but he didn't really want to make Beverly Hills Cop. And again, like him turning down a huge movie role because Beverly Hills Cop is like at the time, one of the highest grossing comedy movies ever made at that point. Yeah. And, And for the 80s, it is, I believe in the top 20 grossing movies of that decade. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, those first two movies are, like, really important movies. Like, important comedies, I'd say. So, and yeah. I really don't think... It's, I think if Sylvester Stallone was in it, it would not be. I think Eddie Murphy is what makes those movies. Oh, it's 100% him. I mean, yeah. that was Eddie Murphy's first... Because, you know, Eddie Murphy had done a bunch of buddy comedies up to that point, And mm-hmm. this was, like, his first solo project and it pretty much made him a superstar overnight so uh it the the movie works on the humor and the personality and the charisma of eddie murphy and not to say that Sylvester stone doesn't have charisma but it's just a very different type of charisma that would not have lended itself well to beverly hills cop exactly um but yeah i mean so stallone we've actually we've talked about this before because Cobra is kind of tied to over the top because he got a three picture deal with Canon. He was going to make three movies for them. And actually Cobra predates over the top. This is the first one of the bunch. And it was, it's super expensive for, for Canon, uh, $25 million. They actually had to ask Warner brothers for help to make this movie. It was so expensive, which I, I think is, uh, I think is really funny. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like, you know, we talked about it before. Canon kind of specialized in making mm-hmm. really cheap movies. And because, I mean, what, in the, like the next like four or five years after this movie came out, they would go bankrupt. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> this is kind of the downward decline, even though this uh, I mean, I'll say it later, this movie kind of gets called like a flop but it actually made a lot of money compared to its budget just not like rocky four money or beverly hills cop money of course yeah Uh, i I would i would say it doesn't have the wide appeal of 
Rambo or Rocky, but it's definitely considered like a cult classic where it's just Mm -hmm. people, there are very big fans of this movie. And even Stallone himself said that besides Rocky and Rambo, this is like his third favorite movie that he's done. Really? Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty, that's ranking pretty high up there. Better, better than Oscar. Okay. No, better than uh, (laughs) driven. Oh yeah. Driven. Everyone loves driven. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've actually had experience with Cobra. I've never seen it all the way through, but I, I did put it on at one point. My dad put it on for me. Uh, he was like, oh, Cobra, I remember this movie. We watched five minutes of it, and I remember being like, oh, this isn't good. And he turned it off. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this is my you first time told him to turn to it off? No, no. He was the one who turned it off. <laughs> Because he didn't like it? Yeah, he didn't like it. <laughs> I thought he liked it. No, he did when he was younger, but I guess it was uh, coming back to it, it wasn't as good. Um, one of those situations. I don't know. Have you ever seen Cobra? No. I mean, I've been aware of it a long time. And yeah. I've always, it's always been one where it's like, it's never one of been of those movies where it's like, oh, like maybe if I'm having a couple of drinks, I could watch that movie type mm-hmm. of thing. But never got to that point. So this was finally my good excuse to watch it yeah well the intro of this movie even though i haven't seen i I hadn't i hadn't seen this whole movie stuck out to me still like i would think about the beginning of this movie all the time because it starts with sylvester sloan giving you crime rate (laughs) details like this is how many murders happen in the country and all this stuff and then it cuts to a guy shooting up a supermarket but not like killing people just shooting the groceries, like, <laughs> just like shooting food on the like outer and stuff. The the best part is when he shoots like a shopping cart and it like jumps up and flies in the air and just spews like goo everywhere. It is it is nuts. The the thing I love about this opening scene, um, just the egregious product placement in this movie. Oh, it's movie. so bad. And I'm like, oh my god, Nathan's gonna love this movie. Oh, all <laughs> there's the, so all much the, Pepsi. There's so much Pepsi. <laughs> like every sh- giant logos of Pepsi, like takes up uh, half the screen. Yeah, but the best product placement in this movie is not even Pepsi related. It's when he like is in the supermarket hiding from the bad guy who's just shooting wildly with his shotgun. He opens the cores takes a drink of it and then he throws it to distract the bad guy yeah because he had to let it everyone know he had had the label out and let him know oh, yeah. how refreshing that beer was trust me i drank a pep my pepsi and my cores for this while watching this <laughs> um but you know it, it's it is a fun opening i i think this movie starts out right and i think it keeps it going it, it another movie from Stallone that is we'll talk about this later heavily cut so many issues while making it but it's still a fun movie I won't call this one good it's not even close to good it, it has a lot of bad moments but it is fun I I will say that I enjoyed my time yeah it's definitely a good time very easy watch and yeah because I think that was I forget which movie they were competing against but basically that it was during this movie was a lot more violent and a lot more um, uh, like, I think at one point they were, they were aiming, like they were almost talking about how I was going to get an X rating, but 
Yeah, no, it, it did get an X rating. And actually, Sylvester Stallone went in and cut out a lot of the violence in the movie. So yeah. they were competing against Top Gun. And I, I guess they use that as a benefit because one thing, because originally the movie was coming clocking in at over two hours, was Cobra. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, if we knock it to an hour and a half or under an hour and a half, we can get more showings. <laughs> and here's the thing. It worked. They beat them that first weekend. The, it was like Memorial Day weekend. They actually, Cobra was number one at bo- the box office over Top Gun. So Yeah. It's, but I, I mean, it worked. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, what, which one would you go see that weekend? <laughs> that, you know, that week in the eighties, maybe Top Gun, if I hadn't already seen it now, I think I'd rather watch Cobra over Top Gun. I, I personally, well, uh, I mean, this is, I, yeah, for one, I'm not, I don't love the first Top Gun. Neither uh, do I. I now Maverick, that's a much different story, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not in love with that movie like a lot of people are, but uh, Cobra was definitely... Uh, I, I would watch Cobra over Top Gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the movie was a lot more violent, and um, I don't really think that shows as well this time. And also, one of the main things he cut out of this movie was... So the main bad guys in this movie are a cult um, led by the... Uh, what's his Night name? Slasher. The Night Slasher. Um, and the night slasher was supposed to get a backstory and the cult was supposed to be explained a lot better. It was a whole, uh, sub subplot featuring them and kind of explaining that. I think that's where I find the movie is the weakest is the cult. They really, it, it I never liked the, cause it, Sylvester Stallone, I guess, told the, um, the guy who played the night stalker, night, uh, night slasher, sorry, the night stalker is a real person. Well, um, I was going to. Well, I'm glad you actually made that mistake because yeah. that's technically that's what the name is based off of is uh, the uh, Night Stalker, which is actually a very big serial killer case during that mm-hmm. time. I mean, this happened, which I was going to bring up because I'm like, can you imagine? Okay, like you go, <laughs> you go see a movie, like your family has been murdered by the Night Stalker, <laughs> and a year later you go see a movie or it's like. They even say like the exact same crimes of the Night Stalker in the movie. Really, like, I didn't even like, realize. It's like he would break into rent, they breaking into random homes, killing fam, men, women, mm-hmm. uh, elderly couples, and even sexually assaulting a child, which is what the yeah. Night Stalker did. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, like this is almost a car, like a copycat. Like they're just redoing the Night Stalker, and I just I'm like so fresh those ones because he got captured in 1985 and it's 1986 so a year later like somebody's trying to like relive the horror of like a family member being killed by him that is pretty awful that i I don't like that at all you're you're absolutely right i didn't i knew the night stalker was a person but i didn't know it was this close to the release of this movie um i guess that feeds into it well yeah because i mean uh, the what I was reading, like this movie is pretty. I mean, it, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's pretty much a knockoff of Dirty Harry because yeah, definitely it's, it's Sylvester Stallone's version of Dirty Harry, where it's like rogue cop that plays by his own rules. And even the first movie, uh, like even the first Dirty Harry movie, Dirty Harry, uh, Harry Callahan goes after like a Zodiac killer yeah. copycat, like it's called mm-hmm. Scorpio, and it's like. 
So Sylvester Stallone did his own real life serial killer <laughs> for his going after the Night Stalker. Oh my god, I never <laughs> realized this connection. That's actually really interesting. <laughs> but he did it like the wrong way. If I remember right, it, it has been a little bit since I've seen Dirty Harry. Um, Scorpio is actually a little more interesting, maybe a little <gasps> more depth. Brian Thompson playing the Night Slasher, who I think actually does a good job. I guess I was going to say Stallone's direction to him because Brian Thompson supposedly asked, what's my motivation? And Stallone says, you're evil. And uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, that was his motivation. It, it, I I just wish there was more to it because there's a weird cult. You think there'd be a story of like what they really want. But all it is, it's like, oh, we want to kill weak people. And that's it. <laughs> what I wanted answered a little bit is like, how do they recruit so many people? I mean, this it's yeah. like a freaking it's like a freaking army. It really is. Yeah, because they have that one scene where they're like slamming axes above their heads. It's uh it, it there's so many people in that room. Yeah. So I was I was like, how did they recruit this many people? I mean, I understand like cults have a lot of followers, but it's like insane. It's like their own little yeah. army. And I really think it would have been better if it was just one or two killers because like because at first it makes it seem like it's just one guy um and that's kind of the part of the plot of this movie cobra believes that it's a group of people but the cops are like no what are you talking about it's just one guy kind of that's kind of like the fight there um but as soon as i saw the 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 night slasher pull over the woman in the car and then there's three other people getting out to help out with this murder i was like oh god this is this is too much yeah i i would have liked maybe a little more focus on the bad guy because i think having like because having like a like a big group of people with axes and bats like go after these people i don't really think really works that well i think no i I think it would have been better to just take away all those and just focus on this guy and maybe he could have had like that female accomplice or something but yeah maybe um but even then, she's not a very good character either. So no, uh, unfortunately, well, you know, Sylvester Stallone's then wife Bridget Nielsen is in this movie, um, and she she's not good. Uh, <laughs> she's really not good at all. No, and uh, I mean, she did like in the movie before. She was um, Ivan Drago's uh, mm-hmm. wife in the Rocky Four. And I think that actually worked well, but it was a very like cold, like uh, emotionless role. So I think yeah. she actually did well in that one. But in this one, it's I'm like it, it just does not work. And despite the fact that they these two people are married at, at this time, mm-hmm. I felt like they had zero chemistry with each other on screen. No, I think they had more. Chem- she had more chemistry with his partner than <laughs> that she did with Sylvester. It, it's a little. Uh, I don't know. It, I I don't know if it's just her acting abilities or what. It's just uh, it doesn't work. She's not a very good actress in this movie, and <laughs> no. I I and I didn't. I didn't think it worked, and I hated too that they're that they shoehorn like a romantic subplot into this movie, and I, I was yeah. like, it's it's not needed. But you know, I I just don't think it really works all that well. No, God, no, I don't think there needed to be a romance. It, it's pretty like 
it at first it's kind of like a protection thing like you know she's in kind of in custody and being protected because the killers are up or the killer is obsessed with her wants her for whatever reason um which doesn't make sense in the cult's point of view because why would the cult just wants to get rid of weak people just kill a bunch of people i I don't know that's why i didn't understand like why was this one girl so special and i i mean i get like they're like oh well she's not up to our standards or whatever but then i'm like okay well she got away go kill somebody else it's just it's not yeah if she's that weak you could probably kill her later but they'd make it their mission to go and kill this woman yeah but whatever but you do get scenes you get some silly scenes because his uh partner's like you know you know what cobra's real name is marion and then uh, she, of course, introduces that to him. And I thought it was going to be a scene where he like gets real angry, but it's more like, oh, so you, so you found out my dirty secrets. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I kind of catch you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, and I guess that this is a reference to John Wayne because John Wayne's real name is Marion. So, well, no, what, no, what, blasphemy. What a little sissy. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. More like the dud instead of the duke. Exactly. That's a good one. I, I would say so. the name makes everything. Um, but I know I've been complaining about this movie a lot. It's one of those movies where it's like dumb, makes no sense. The action's fun. It's it's at least a good time. It's not like I'm sitting here like angry like the movie doesn't make sense. You, you get it. Cobra is just an off the rails it- cop and he just wants to hunt down a bad guy. I mean, it's almost fun. I mean, like, I, I always think, you know, like they always, they always parody movies like this now where it's oh, yeah. just like cop plays by his own rules, doesn't listen. And, and they even, I mean, there's even a scene where Cobra, they're like, it's like, you, we can't play by your rules, Cobra. You have to play by our rules. And he's like, if you play by your rules, people are going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, no, and, it, it, and and they even had the scene too where they're like, "Oh, well, what should we do now?" Like, it's like, I was like, "What should we do now?" He's like, "Nothing. We went to the kills again." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it is it is so cliched and full of tropes. It's like a it's like a nice warm blanket. I don't know. It's it, you know what's gonna happen. It's not a big deal, I guess. Um, I do wish it was. I know this is weird to say. Uh, well, not really, but. I wish there was a little more violence in this I because they really complain. The cops complain about him being super violent and killing people. And like, why are you, why are you abusing your power like this? I didn't really in a, in an action movie, I didn't really see it as that over the top, what he was doing, but I'm going to assume it's what they cut out of the movie. No, I mean, the over the topness about this movie uh, is that he kills so many people is just mm-hmm. not so much the, the way he does it, it's just the the amount of deaths in this yeah. movie is a lot. And the fact that he's a cop. So one thing that's really s- silly about this movie is we've shown he we've shown in this movie he has no qualms about killing people. And mm-hmm. like even in the very beginning, he the the supermarket killer, he like throws a knife into the guy's chest. Yep. And then he's like, freeze after he throws the knife in the chest. And while the guy's like thrashing around with a knife in his chest, then he shoots him. Yeah. He just he's finds like, the good opportunity to shoot him. And, and uh, towards the climax of the movie, there's either. Okay. So uh, <laughs> at, at, at the very end of the movie, 
the night slasher is like you're not gonna kill me you're a cop like you're gonna take me in i'm you're i'm gonna go get processed by um the courts i'm gonna go to jail and then i'm gonna be a free, you know i'll say i'm insane and nothing bad's gonna happen and forgetting and then it's like this movie wants you to forget like not even five minutes ago cobra set a man on fire yes like, yeah intentionally <laughs> on fire and i'm like this this man has no qualms about killing yeah. criminals he has no problem just straight up murdering somebody before they go to a court yeah there is no tension there at all because it's like oh i'm i know he's gonna say a one-liner and just kill this man uh but he the the twist is is he says the one-liner and then he gets attacked again so then the fight goes even longer with this final fight taking place like in a foundry with like lava everywhere But, like, Cobra takes it up a notch, and the death that he gives the Night Slasher is so brutal. For And he only gets us a pat on the back. He, like, hangs him up by chains, right? And lets him go to be burnt alive in, like, molten whatever it is. Yeah, the guy gets impaled on a hook. Yeah. <laughs> and gets set burned alive again, like, melted. Mm-hmm. And I get, I zero repercussions no because like, i mean when after he gets out it's uh it's like it's all like you know pats on the back like you know hey we should have listened to you a long time ago cobra like yeah. <laughs> we should have done it your way and the guy who's been fighting against them the whole time is like no hard feelings right and then uh sylvester sloan of course gets gives him punch in the face <laughs> and his captain's just like you want to ride with me buddy right after yeah. he gets punched in the yeah punches his co-worker right in the face in front of everybody it's just Mm -hmm. like oh you know whatever and uh but i i wanted to at the very end since we're here at this point um Mm -mm. he gets on you know he gets on the bike with uh bridget nielsen and then they drive away and that what a tone deaf song like that was at the very end it's like it's very super happy like do 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 yeah do. i i the music in this movie sucks like I it's mean, awful yeah this, all of this whole movie is just awful music yeah it's it, i don't know if it's necessarily like i guess horrible but like in the context of the movie it is the most like unnecessary doesn't fit music you know the touch was originally written for this movie for the song from transformers which would be also a really horrible choice that would have been awful i i i don't i think i would have hated that song which i like the song because it's so you know it's very cheesy ballad right now but uh, if I would, if it was in this movie, I would be like, I don't think I would have liked it as much. But yeah, saying Cobra's got the touch, like after murdering tons of people, I don't know. That's a little weird. Um, we kind of skipped ahead because there was a couple of other stuff. Um, yeah. Like, but I wanted to say too, like, so I want to talk about like the way Cobra eats pizza. Like, at the, did, you, did you see? Like, <laughs> yeah, with the bear so, scissors. That was so weird. What was that? Like, he goes, he goes I don't home. Know. And he he gets a slice of pizza that's in a pizza box, and mm-hmm. it's not like a huge, like a humongous slice or anything, Mm-mm. but he gets a pair of scissors and just like chops the pizza in half. I, I don't know. I've never seen anybody eat pizza like that before. I I don't know. Did did Sylvester Stallone think this just added definition to his character? Like that's like a quirk, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's just, that's just how he eats pizza. 
He's a quirky dude. He's kind of he's kind of <laughs> silly. <laughs> he's not just a murderer. Oh, and Nathan, one other important fact. It's oh, a Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> this I, is co- yeah. <laughs> this is it, this movie takes place during Christmas. Yeah, they go into that supermarket. There's Christmas stuff everywhere. There's, There's yeah, it's, they play a full length Toys R Us Christmas commercial too in Cobra's apartment. <laughs> yep, yeah, perfect. Just in time for the holidays, <laughs> which is. Uh, you know, it's crazy how many of these we run into. This is two times in Sylvester Stallone months itself. I know. I, you know, it. I think he just really likes Christmas because the first Rambo movie also takes place during Christmas. Really? I didn't realize that. I, it's been a little bit. Holy crap. Like the final scene is at the whole town is like decked out in Christmas lights. So he maybe he does love Christmas. Was he ever in a Christmas movie? Like, you know, like a straight, like actual, like. Um, I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger in um, Jingle All the Way. Uh, no, but I'm I'm feeling like he should have been. He really should have been. He deserves it. He's still got time. Maybe he could have like a Mel Gibson uh, Fat Man style movie. Yeah, you know, maybe he could just do like, I don't know, like do something. He could do like another Krampus movie or something where he's like... Mm-hmm. I want to say there is a movie where he's Santa. I don't know why. It's in my head a picture of of him in a Santa costume. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> or I'm just like this is something I dreamt about. My Sant my mini Santa dreams. I mean, how many times do you dream about Santa? All the time. Now, when you look up <laughs> Sylvester Stallone Santa, there's just so that. many it's <laughs> like fake there's, pictures there's photoshops of it there's so many of him as santa <laughs> which is weird i wonder well, if there, here... there's other people like me that have like have this idea in their head uh the closest thing is the cartoon version of rambo is santa claus i do have a picture of <laughs> sylvester stallone as santa claus right here <laughs> Not as Santa Claus, with Santa Claus, standing next to him. So I would say he is a Christmas fan. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, Trying to think, is there anything else we missed? We kind of didn't touch upon his partner. His partner is, doesn't have a lot to him, but he's just, he's super violent. And he, <laughs> it's because he eats sugar. Sylvester Stallone, or Cobra, is like, uh, it's all that sugar you eat. Maybe you need to eat a vegetable or something. It's um, really stupid. Was it? He said, like, you know, what your problem is you curse too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot coming from Sylvester Stallone. Um, well, I do. So I, I don't know if you read this, but um, I well, first off, I want to say that him his uh, banter with his partner i that i actually really like that part oh really thought, yeah yeah i thought i thought they i thought they did have good chemistry together but um do you know like one of the original endings was supposed to be like a twist ending where his partner was in the cult oh my god no i did not read this <laughs> can you imagine yeah i i think i you know what i wish they did it I think I think that would have been rad. Uh, you know, like that that explains how they knew everywhere where this man was at. Oh, um, okay. Another weird scene is 
when he takes Bridget Nielsen's character <laughs> out on a date. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so they go to this, I guess, like a little burger place. And mm. she sits at the table and then like they, they have, there's like a giant burger <laughs> yeah. like statue and he just goes over and grabs it and says, like, Your entree is here. And <laughs> they like serve a, giant... a big burger. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like he's clearly ad libbing or something. He's like oh, yeah. he's like, Oh, you know, you feed a family with this. Uh, <laughs> just like and and then also like so they're having this talk and she's eating food. And she's putting like a ton of ketchup on her fries, and he looks so disturbed that I know. She, the amount of ketchup that she's like, yeah. he gives her like a side glance, like, "Why are you using so much ketchup on do, that do, on those fries?" Do you think that was all ad libbed? Like she was just doing that as part of the scene, and then he drops the very the wonderful line of uh, do you, what is it? Do you need do those? Do you need a life preserver because you're drowning yeah. those fries? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> No, what I think happened is, you know, because they didn't, they weren't bar- married for very long. They're unmarried for two years. I think this is probably like an argument they probably had. And they're like, let's put this in the movie. Yeah, like, let's put- <laughs> yeah. like, I, like Sylvester, Sylvester doesn't like it when I put so much ketchup on my fries. So <laughs> I, I think that would be a funny scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need to, I, you know what? We'll look into the life of maybe during. <laughs> Bridget Nielsen month will kind of go into her ketchup addiction. Oh yeah, well she was red Sonia. You are absolutely right. Um, I, you know it's it is kind of harder to talk about because I will say Cobra doesn't really talk that much. I mean, no. he's very like cool, calm, and collected, and he even said like Cobra had a lot more lines, and Stallone took out a lot of them because he wanted to kind of have like this. Mm-hmm unfaltered character that that would never get disturbed by anything and he was always cool calm and collective like even in the movie like he never really loses his cool or acts angry or anything like that he pretty much is like this is how i expected things to go type of thing no i agree and i think he does it does a good job of showing that with him being like um i don't know quiet with the sunglasses i mean i do think cobra is a he's a cool character to follow he's like what you think of when you think of an 80s action movie like that's the kind of character that you expect to find especially like a off the rails cop oh yeah he plays it so I, well i mean it's very clear i mean just from like the poster alone to this movie where it's like Sylvester Stallone in a leather jacket with a submachine mm-hmm. gun and an aviator shades it's just looks like an 80s guy Yep, yep. That po that poster is all another iconic thing that I don't know. I think of Sylvester Stallone. This is somehow one of the movies I think about, and that poster works with it. That poster works really well. Like it just it's mm-hmm. so simplistic, and I, I, you know, I've seen that poster in other movies too, where it's yeah. So I uh, overall, it's it's movie is junk food. You know, oh, yeah. it's pure it's, junk food. <laughs> it's not it's not very good, but it's very quick and easy to digest. And mm-hmm. it's uh, something where every now and then it's a treat. Exactly. It's, you know, if you want a fun action movie, this is something I could think of and that you put it perfectly. It is cinematic junk food. It's a good time. I, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, I would give it a recommend. It's a good Saturday night type of viewing. Mm-hmm. 
All right. But I think that wraps up everything with Cobra. But we're continuing on with Stallone on Thursday. What are we talking about on Thursday? Well, we are going to jump ahead to 1989's Tango and Cash. And that is for free on Pluto TV. Perfect. Well, if you want to send us an email, you can email us at drive and double feature podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can uh, X us at x.com, I guess. I don't know if this is going to be a dated joke, if that's actually going to happen or what, but uh, or it sounds like I'm saying visit us on a porn site. I don't know, but you can, <laughs> but that is at DIDF pod on Twitter or X, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but until next time until next time <laughs>